Hey, Zeph. Hey, Joe. Hey, uh, do you want to do a podcast about... Nope. Uh- Hey everybody, welcome back to Not Qualified. Um, I hope you're doing well in the new year. If you haven't been keeping up, we are now a bi-weekly podcast, which means it's every other week, or I guess it could mean it's twice a week, depending on what that means, I don't know. Uh, but we're now every other week on Fridays at 7 a.m. Perfect. Great. That's when you'll get our podcast. However, we missed one, and so this will be a month since the last episode, maybe even a little more, uh, I don't know. But it's now 2023, and we're going to talk about a movie from last year that we liked, which is called... Nope. It is called Nope. And it's, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about a movie that we liked, I liked at least, and um, compare it to some other things. Um, and you're going to sit there and take it. You're just going to listen. So, yeah. Um, that's, but I mean, like, if you're already in the, the podcast, deal. if you have been listening this long, you know that's the deal. Yeah, We're you not, don't get input. Yeah. Unless you call 918-268-6337, and you can leave us a voicemail, which we will play and respond to on the show. So you could be a guest on Not Qualified from the past, um, a guest through time, one might say. Yeah. And many people have done this already, including this caller. I'm going to play like a scam call right there. Oh, oh, just silent. Okay, I'll do that. Whoops. Um, so we're going to talk about Nope, which is directed by Jordan Peele. You should do it like whenever you're calling and it goes to voicemail. The number you have dialed. Oh, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> that's really, I'll do that. Man, this is going to be more work to edit now. Uh, Joe, we're talking about a movie directed by Jordan Peele. Yeah. Who's that? Um, so Jordan Peele was, uh, for those of you who don't know, if you want to go way back to the nineties, two thousands, two thousands, he was on mad TV. Uh, so he started out in sketch comedy and he eventually graduated up to his own sketch, sketch comedy, comedy show comedy. to yeah. sketch comedy, his own, his own show, um, co-hosted and created by, uh, Keegan, Michael Key. You know, it's funny cause that's, he's on his, he was on his, uh, Dana Carvey arc. You know, yeah. he upgraded from sketch comedy to his own sketch comedy. And they except, did horror movies. Yeah, except Dana Car- Well, yeah, <laughs> Dana Carvey didn't <laughs> we complete the We watched Master arc. of Disguise. Oh, yeah. Um, the show, Key and Peel, which probably a lot of you have seen. If you haven't seen it, you've seen clips from YouTube. No, I swear, like, if one person comments A.A. Ron on our post about this episode. I get it. It's funny. was funny. There are a lot of great sketches they had on there. <laughs> They're great. Substitute teacher is not even top five. I, I would agree with that. Eh, well, it might be top five. I don't know. It's, it's pretty good. For it's sure, just overplayed. The most, yeah, it's like the most. It's for sure the most popular. It's yeah. any person named Aaron after the year 2012 was doomed to that reference yep. for the next 50 years. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's going to keep going till 2062. <laughs> yeah, like, I, why does every grandparent call me A.A. Ron? And then somebody on Reddit's going to uh, have to go, uh, it's in reference to this, and it's a I YouTube dre- link. Yeah, you think Reddit's still going to be around? I hope not. Goodness gracious. I dread the day that grandparents know Keen Peel. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, uh, 
No, I think probably the best. Well, I don't know. I'd have to go back and do some digging. I think that the Gremlins 2 sketch is one of the funniest. Yeah. Um, if you've seen Gremlins 2, which we still need to review on the show once you watch it. Um, and then I also love the the one where they're slaves being auctioned. And they, like, don't want to get auctioned, but then they start to get competitive. You know the one yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> get a, they yeah. start to get offended. That's pretty funny. Um, there, there's some classics in there. but uh, And then he left sketch comedy to pursue horror in 2017 yep. with his movie, Get Out. Get Out. Um, and so, anyway, Nope is his third movie. And uh, we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. Um, so, not only that, not only did he transition into writing and directing like cerebral horror movies, very symbolic horror movies. Long Twilight Zone episodes. Long Twilight Zone episode episodes. He also, like, as an offshoot of that, as a result of that, started his own uh, production studio, Monkey Monkey Paw. Monkey Paw which it, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, like, we watched a video about this. I think probably has one of the best opening like, animations. Opening yeah. animations to oh, any to production. Studio. Some of those production company openings are so some are iconic. Right, you have the what's yeah. the one with the tree that gets struck by lightning? I know what you're talking about. And I it's also got the glass you. ball that turns to water. And yeah. You know, um, gosh, what is that? Amblin? Is that Amblin? It's not Amblin Entertainment. No. And then there's like Castle Rock. Castle Rock's classic. Yeah. And then there's there's a difference between like the production companies and the studios, right? Because yeah. then there's like New Line Cinemas and 20th Century Fox and the, yeah. all those. They're they're different. Uh, one of the other memorable ones I'd say is Bad Robot. Pretty memorable. Yeah, that's true. J.J. Uh, Abrams. One that I love just because I grew up with it is Touchstone. Mm. The one where it goes, it flashes mm-hmm. blue squares, and then at the very end, it flashes like a big scorch mark across one of them. Right, yeah. The, I can the, visualize it and hear it right so now. It's so good. But Monkey Paw is definitely one of the best ones, especially when you compare it to like Bloomhouse, like the terrible yeah. ones that look like they were made in a like 1998 in yeah. Adobe 1. Which <laughs> I know. like as like... As a concept, I sh- I love I should love Bloomhouse. Like Bloom, Jason Bloom, like almost exclusively works in the horror industry, mm-hmm. and like that's it's a really it's like one of my favorite genres because like as uh, I don't know a, an adult, I don't I can watch a scary movie and go great cool I'm gonna go to bed now yeah. like a normal human being and not feel a not thing a little wuss. Unless you watch Hereditary. <laughs> yeah, Hereditary is one that keep me up. Yeah. Um, um, but I should love it because, like, that's basically all he does. Yeah. And that's all that production company does, except 75% of the time it's a really cheap indie horror movie that isn't good. Or it's like it's a, it's a low-budget cash grab. Yeah. It, you know, paranormal activity level stuff. Yeah. Most of that. And he has some great ones. Yeah. But Judd Apatow, or wait, no. I, Judd Apatow. No, that's, that's funny because I was saying yeah. Jason Bloom is to horror what Judd Apatow is to comedy. That's actually, a that's perfect, a perfect, that's a great analogy. Perfect analogy. Because yeah. there's some great Judd Apatow movies. Yeah. That he produced. Um, but most of them are brain dead level. Yeah. You know, uh, dumb. Uh, and that's the same for, Jason Bloom. Yeah. What if there was Apatow House Productions, dude? Would you watch one of those movies? It would be the same. It would be the same studio, like the little girl with her shaking head, except it's Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. and he's going, <laughs> yeah, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and crawling on the ceiling. Yeah, it'd be like the wait. Oh, I had a pun, but it didn't work. Ah, uh, gosh dang. I was trying to. I was trying to do a Conjuring Anchorman crossover, and uh, it didn't work. Uh, so, were there any uh, crossovers with that cast? Mm, no 
You want to play a quick game real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's do uh, – this is something that me and – this is something me and Noah would do in high school with, like, the teachers is we would pick two movies and then we would take the actors and we would have to link them to each other through actors they worked with in other movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the Wikipedia game. But, yeah, though it's the Wikipedia game. It's like game, basically the Kevin Bacon number. Yeah, it's but yeah. Just without the Kevin Bacon and restriction. I want to say Pay Money Webby did a video on this like recently. Um, is he still making videos? He well, yeah, on, his, like on his highlight channel. Oh, okay. That's all he does is he just Twitch. Twitch. By um, the way, if you're a family viewer out there, do not look him please, up. Please, for the love of God, do not look at his channel. <laughs> uh, anyway, continue. Okay, so we're going to go from Anchorman to the Conjuring. <laughs> oh, that shouldn't be too hard. All right, all right. We, you want me to start? Yeah. And then I'll give you one, and then we'll actually talk about what we're talking about. Okay, yeah. Um, this should be a new segment. By the way, we I'm going to do reviews today because we haven't done funny reviews in a while. Yeah. Um, okay. So, from Anchorman to The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I need to get... Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Anchorman. Will Ferrell. And then I, I found a route. Will Ferrell, the Step Brothers, probably not the most effective. Step Brothers, John C. Riley. Okay, John C. Riley to um, uh, oh, it wasn't what did I just have in mind? Oh, Boogie Nights. Okay, Boogie Nights to Mark Wahlberg. Okay, Mark Wahlberg to The Departed. Okay, yeah, The Departed to Leo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. No, yes, Leonardo DiCaprio to. Hold on, I'm almost there. Hold on. Leonardo DiCaprio to, which is the one I'm thinking of. Ah, Django Unchained to Samuel L. Jackson to the Avengers. Okay. Okay, now that we're in the MCU, we have tons of options. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Avengers. Yeah. We just need. Ah, aha, aha. Uh, hold on. Who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? Gosh, hold on. Oh, I missed a perfect. I missed a perfect connection. Can I go back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to go all the way back to Leo. Okay. And I'm going to say um, Leo to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I'm going to go to a different Tarantino movie. Okay. And I'm going to take Brad Pitt. Okay. And then I'm going to jump to Babylon. Okay. Because Brad Pitt's in the new ba- the new Damien Chazelle movie, right? Babylon? Oh, I did not know that. Is he? Is he not? I have no idea. I'm, pretty, I'm almost positive he is, so I'm going to go with it. Babylon to Tobey Maguire, Tobey Maguire to Spider-Man, Spider-Man to Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe to Aquaman, Aquaman to uh, Patrick, what's his name? Bateman. Patrick Bateman? Uh, Patrick uh, Wilson. Patrick Wilson. I also thought Patrick Bateman, but yeah. that's 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 American <laughs> Psycho. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, Patrick Wilson to The Conjuring. Boom. Okay. You only, uh, also, I was wrong. It wasn't Pay Money Wubby. It was the Twitch streamer Northern Lion. I don't know who that is. Um, okay. Do you want to hear my route? Yeah, and then I'm going to give you a challenge. Okay, so I'm I went The Conjuring to Anchorman, so The Conjuring with Vera Farmiga, okay, to George Clooney and Up in the Air, okay, um, or Up in the Air with George Clooney, uh, George Clooney to Ewan McGregor in Men Who Stare at Goats, um, <laughs> Ewan McGregor to Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. in the Star Wars trilogy, obviously, uh. Hayden Christensen to Emma Roberts in the movie Little Italy. Emma Roberts to Dave Franco in that one movie they were in. Uh, what was it? Where they like do challenges on their phone. You know what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about? Nerve. Nerve. Yeah. Uh, and I then, can't believe I remember the name of that <laughs> stupid movie. Dave Franco in Nerve to um, Jonah Hill 
in 21 Jump Street. Okay. Jonah Hill to Seth Rogen um, in Pi- uh, 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 what is it? Is it Pineapple Express? It's not Pineapple Express. It's um, the one where him and Katherine Heigl are together. Knocked up. Okay. Um, and then you're in Seth Rogen. So and then there. Seth Rogen to 40-Year-Old Virgin. Virgin yeah. Um, with, oh, what was my connection there? It was really obvious. Oh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell to Anchorman. There you go. Now I'm going to give you a new challenge and then I'm going to do it and then we're going to move on from this stupid segment because we're already 10 minutes into this episode. Okay, you're Um, So I want you to go from boyhood to birth of a nation. I'm I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I want you to go from boyhood. Okay. Ooh. This could be fun because you're gonna have to wait. No, that's too easy. I just thought of a. I just thought of a connection. All right. So never mind. Scratch that. I want you to scratch all of that. Okay. Okay. You have that erased from your brain. Boyhood. No. No more boyhood. No more boyhood. It never okay. existed. Okay. V for vendetta. Okay. To Ghostbusters two. Fascinating. Okay, we're probably gonna have to cut out like a chunk of time. I'm trying to like I I want to work it out in my head. Right, save that for the next episode then, because I, mean, like, I have I to can think about it. it too. Okay, we'll we'll think about we'll we'll ruminate on that. Yeah, and we'll get we'll back let to it you. Stew. Um, right. So Nope was really good. Nope was really good. <laughs> I really liked it. It's Jordan Peele's third movie. Yeah, his first two were Get Out and Us, and Get Out was very very tight. It had the yes, best script of I the agree. three movies. Um, it was super tight it was perfectly um it set out what it wanted to do perfectly had a great uh I, well, this isn't about get out but get out is fantastic yeah and it's a perfect debut for somebody uh trying to uh make a splash directing so yeah. um it's also got a lot of the uh symbolism and and real world parallels and that kind of stuff right it's got uh the very clear analogies that it's trying to lay out and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then he moves to us, which is my favorite Jordan Peele movie. Okay. I did not know that. Yes. Us is my favorite. Um, and I think us is fantastic. It's in my top hundred movies of all time. Yeah. Um, it's much less clear in terms of what social commentary it's trying to make. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not like a clear race thing like the first one. Yeah. Um, it's much more complicated, and it's also much creepier. To me, it's just a scarier movie. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and I think the twist, I think the atmosphere and the oh, the twist and everything is great. It's one of those movies that people like to pick apart because if you think about it, everything as a like, you it's easy to find a hole in it. But all the thing about it is that it's not meant to. First of all, all those holes that you're trying to think of can be explained because yeah. it doesn't give you enough information to work with. So the holes aren't necessarily holes but again but that's also not the whole that's not the point yeah um so that kind of defeats the purpose of the viewing experience if you're trying to poke holes in it like that but us is my favorite we're not talking about us either and then i would also whoops sorry hit the mic um i would also on that point when i get i hear this i heard this critique a lot after that movie came out is that like people just don't know how to suspend their disbelief Mm -hmm. like they don't understand that oh the movie is getting into weird territory and oh it could be symbolic maybe it's not maybe it's building up its own rules for the world but they're like 
a spoiler alert for us. Um, like, oh, like there's just like a whole second world underneath the world. Like, okay, yeah, it doesn't make sense. All right, can you suspend your disbelief enough to be like, all right, that's just how things work here, and that's what it's getting at. Yeah, I also think that. All right, it's it's trademark now. This is part of not qualified, but yeah. I got a rant about David Lynch. I think yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to like symbolism in movies, you have to have symbolism is good and you can do a lot with symbolism yeah. and i think get out is a great example of using symbolism in a way that doesn't detract from the story itself but you do have to have the actual what's happening in the universe in the internal logic of this story yeah for it to work and the contrast is somebody like david lynch who is all symbolism and he will say that he needs it he wants it grounded in reality and the abstractions are just added on top of that, but that's not true because if you if you David Lynch movies don't make sense with their own inter- internal logic, and it just falls apart because yeah. it's too heavy on the symbolism. So you still need the story to make sense, and you can't have that fall apart at the ex- at the expense of the meta message. Yeah, I think Last Jedi is an example of where the internal logic of the story falls apart because he's focusing too much on the meta narrative. Yeah, of like what people expected from the movie. So that being said, I still think us has perfect internal logic and consistency as a story, even without the symbolic crap. Yeah. Not crap. I mean, the symbolism is done masterfully in that movie, but even without that, the story holds together. Spoiler alert for us. But the, I was going to say like the, some of the things that people point out as being like not making sense or the, the tethering, like they seem to think that the tethering is a one-to-one like whatever the person on the surface is doing is what they're doing down there. And that's not at all what's intended to be communicated. The shots of the people underworld on the underworld doing the same things as the people above them were examples to illustrate what tethering is. But obviously the tethers can choose not to do that because they all revolt at some point. Yeah. And so the entire point of that scene it, like pe- people get hung up on that like well if somebody went on a trip if they went on a trip from kansas to new york but there's not a tunnel from kansas to new york then their tether couldn't go all the way from kansas to new york on the ground so it doesn't make sense but that's yeah. no they didn't have to the tethers are just like psychologically bound to their counterparts yeah i'm like okay so if they can't go that like on the topic of suspension of disbelief if you can watch the movie and think internally for this movie there is another world where every person has a counterpart where mm-hmm. they're sharing a soul and they're tethered then surely you can suspend your disbelief enough to think that okay that can happen they can go that amount of distance and be like oh there's no problems yeah. there with it being too far away yeah, the th- it's, yeah it's just fantasy it yeah. doesn't exist i think I'll, the last thing I'll say on that is this. If I can suspend my disbelief enough to see Harrison Ford fall off an airplane and survive in an inflatable raft and still love Temple of Doom, yeah. then anything goes. Pun intended. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but Nope is his third movie. And it's a little bit of a departure. It's still cerebral horror, but it is sci-fi as well. It's an alien movie and not a spoopy movie. Uh I mean, it's spoopy, but in a different way. So, Joe, what is the premise of Nope? Daniel Kaluuya, right? 
and Kiki Palmer. They are um, they, they own a ranch. They own a ranch that's a family owned ranch, and what they specialize in is using horses for media. They live uh, in California. The ranch is in California, and uh, they just they use their horses for what commercials, television, movies, whatever. And they're the ones that own them and train them and use them to be in and, commercials and, and movies commercials and, and bring them to the sets and whatnot. They're um, the people that would have been behind the scenes on Homeward Bound, except yes. if they had dogs. Or uh, Hidalgo with Viggo Mortensen. What's the horse movie with Selena Gomez? You know what I'm talking about? Or is it Miley Cyrus? I think it's... Oh. There's a horse girl movie from Disney Channel that back in the day. Selena Gomez. I think it's Selena. Anyway, continue. Um, anyways, uh, the movie opens up, and spoiler alert, was it Danny Glover? Danny Glover was in the beginning of the movie, wasn't he? Was he the dad? I don't know. I don't remember. No, honestly. no, no, no. It was Keith David. So. It was Keith David. No, it was Keith David. Yeah, Keith yeah. David. Um, My guy. My guy. I love that man. Can we talk um, about uh, They Live again sometime? Just do another episode about They Live. Let's do it. All right. Um, so Keith David is the father. He is the patriarch. He's the one that owns the ranch. Um, and the movie opens up with um, – I don't remember if it opens up with them at the, the commercial. But anyways, within the first 10 minutes, um, there's this very ominous and uh, really interesting scene where they are uh, – him, uh, Daniel, and Keith – um, are walking or like they're on their horses and a bunch of stuff just starts raining from the sky, pennies, nails, like a bunch of random small things. And one of those things hits Keith David in the head, ends up killing him. And so the, the farm is left to the family and he keeps that, uh, that business practice. He keeps using those horses, um, and so what they're trying to do the whole movie is is figure out what's real really like oh shenanigans been happening what's going on which is like I guess technically every movie um except for boyhood because nothing happens in that movie yeah you know boyhood um is as impressive as that movie is and I love Richard Linklater um I I respect that movie. It goes in a different box. I've talked about the box on different episodes. Things like Clockwork Orange and The Lighthouse and Midsummer. Things that I respect as art forms. And I, I never really, want to watch again. I never want to watch again. I respected yeah. them and I, I genuinely did enjoy the movie. Yeah, you're right. The but Boy, I don't want to watch it. It does go in a different box. It goes in a different box of I respect the work and the art, the artistry that went into that movie, but I don't like it. No, I hate it. Again. Yeah, I just don't. I just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so impressed by it. Yeah. But it sucks. <laughs> a a better version of that movie, as far as story goes, is uh, Lady Bird. I haven't um, seen it. It's pretty good. It's a it's the same kind of deal. It's like how real a girl is growing up and going to college. You that's, just like it better because it's a girl. Heck yeah, buddy. Um, speaking of the stuff falling from the sky and killing Keith da- Keith David, um, someday. That might happen, which would be sad. But that's not what I was going with. I was going with the fact that didn't the Mythbusters just prove that? Like, there's always the myth if you drop a penny from the Empire State Building, it'd go through someone's head. But they just proved that because it reaches terminal velocity. And the worst it's going to do is nick your skin. So, Well, I think that plus the updraft on the building most likely means that that penny is going to wind up like half a mile down the road. Right. I'm just saying, like, I thought they disproved that that was even possible. But is that what – isn't that what happened to him? He just like saw a tiny thing went through his head? Yeah. Yeah, tiny thing went through his head, and he started bleeding. It didn't, like, headshot explosion. It was, like, lodged in his head. He started bleeding out. And so Daniel's rushing him to the hospital. We just talked about suspension of disbelief. Yeah. 
Um, shenanigans ensue. I'm not, I really actually am not going to say much about the plot in this little synopsis. We'll get into that here in a second. Yeah, well, but, after spoilers, but. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's how the movie opens up. And you're wondering why any of this is happening. And it gets into a lot of spooky territory of like, I don't know, why is all this spooky stuff happening? Things are going missing. Stuff floating throughout the air. What be going on? I don't know. Spoiler territory. It's aliens. Um, yeah. Which I dug. I, I I dig this movie a lot. I love, dude. I love Nope. And I think the next episode we're going to do, I just thought of this, is we're going to do our 2022 ranked. Because we did our yeah. 2021 ranked, and it's been like a year. Can you believe that? That it's been that long? I'm going to be real. I'm going to be so real with you. I don't know if I remember the ranked episode. Yeah, you do. Because we... Well, anyway, uh, that's not the point. The point is... The point is, join us next week for part two of this episode.